This is Corolla Digital. Hey, you guys, it's me, Allison. I just want to say thank you so much for listening. If you like what you're hearing, which, let's face it, you do, tell a friend. You can listen to us all sorts of places. A couple of them would be iTunes or AllisonRosen.com. Hey, this is Adam. We love hearing from you. Keep sending us the tweets and the comments. We do read every one of them. And don't miss the chance to take our very important listener survey at PodcastOne.com. Your responses will help us make this show the very best it can be. It's only going to take like three minutes of your time, and you get the instant gratification that comes with knowing you helped us out. And you can tell us how you really feel about the show and help us get to know you better. Do it now. Take the survey at PodcastOne.com. That's podcastone.com. Keep those tweets and comments coming. Hello, my little nougat centers. It's me, Allison. Welcome to another exciting episode of Allison Rosen is your new best friend. Before the show officially starts, we have time to talk a little bit. I want to tell you guys about our good friends over at Blue Apron. Blue Apron makes cooking delicious, healthy, home-cooked meals super easy because they send you all the ingredients you need to make uh, wonderful meals, and it's all measured so you get the perfect quantity, and you don't do that thing, which I do, which is where I decide I want to make something, and I go to the store, and I am afraid of buying too little of something, so then I get too much, and then I have, you know, this just stuff goes to waste, basically, and I spend money and time. You don't want to do that. You're busy. You just want to be able to have it all right there and the thing is, Blue Apron takes the stress out of cooking because they also send you a recipe card which has pictures and it's like whether you're a really good cook or whether maybe you're just a beginning cook, they take the stress out of it and they make it so easy because it's step-by-step instructions. I can't mess this up. Even Gary can do it. that's saying something. That is saying something. Nine ninety nine per meal. Meals are 500 to 700 calories per serving, which is way too low for how delicious they are. And cooking takes about half an hour and shipping is always free. You can make stuff like seared salmon and tomato chutney with cranberry bean and spinach stew, chicken gumbo with sausage and okra, zucchini fritters with endive, nectarine and parmesan salad. I could go on. It's all so good. Um, so you guys cook incredible meals and be blown away by the quality and the freshness. End the stress of cooking right now. Go to blueapron.com slash Allison and get your first two meals free. That's right. Two meals free just for going to blueapron.com slash Allison. Okay. Hello, Gary. Hey, boo. Channeling <laughs> Chris. I was going to say, how would he feel? Oh, I'm just jealous. I like his intro. He did hunker down with a pretty good intro. Yeah. For people who have only heard the Monday episode and are What are you doing wrong? Listen to the Thursday show. Yeah. And are wondering what we're talking about. This show comes out Monday and Thursday. And on Thursday, there's a group of us and everyone has their own way of saying hello. And uh, you just heard Chris's via Gary. I think we have an iTunes comment of the week. I think you're right. Allison wants your iTunes comments. Allison wants them. Yes, she does. Please leave her some iTunes comments. And don't forget to click five stars. All right, this week's iTunes comment of the week comes from Ben Lockhart 13, and it is titled Nut Rankings. Hey guys, I absolutely love the show. No matter what the topic of the podcast is, you guys always make me laugh. P.S. Just wanted to add my input on the nut topic. My number one would absolutely have to be walnuts, two would be macadamia, three cashew, and the last would be peanut. I'm not even going to rate pistachios because I absolutely hate them. Thank you so much for your comment. I'm sorry, I have to disagree. Likewise. Peanuts. Wouldn't even make my ranking. And I have soured on walnuts of late. Where are you with the walnut, Gary? 
I feel like it's – I'm sorry. I just asked you a question and now I'm going to keep talking just for one second. I just feel like it's overrated. I feel like it's a little bit bitter and uh, I'm just not down with walnuts. Not wild about them. Yeah. It feels like a lot of work for not very much return. And, right. Uh, they're fine. Not going to see me going out of my way to find a walnut. See, I've received C's candy as gifts, and what a wonderful gift it is, I must say. My personal favorite are these Scotch Kisses. I just had to get that out there, because after having talked at length about Skittles, I receive a lot of Skittles. No problem with Skittles, but I just have to rethink what I'm putting out there. So I'm putting out there Scotch Kisses from C's candy. But so anyway... I like Omaha Steaks. <laughs> right. So these C's candy boxes have been sitting in our cupboard because, you know, I'm not the kind of person who wants an open box of C's candy. However, of late with the tragedy that has been going on, the tragedy being the well, I've talked at length about uh, about what happened to my sweet little dog, Oliver. For the longest time, I had no appetite, which was a gift of the grief, perhaps not a gift, but just a side effect. But then recently it turned. And so now I have an appetite. So I had to tear into the C's candy. And uh, isn't that the worst? The worst when all of a sudden grief and gateway coincide. I recently went through the grief, weight loss, lack of appetite. It was amazing. Yeah. It was the best eight weeks ever. And then it ended. I wouldn't go that far. (laughs) Well, no, but I mean in terms of that aspect. Right. And then it ended and all of a sudden my appetite's like Yeah, it bounces back. Exactly. Well, if your appetite bounces back with a vengeance and takes you in the direction of seized candy, I I would warn you a lot of them are marred by walnuts. There's there a lot are, of walnuts in there. There's a and lot of nut activity in the seas candy. There is. But I'm okay with many of them, but a lot but the walnut ones I'm like, "Hey, I want get out of that nougat." Right. I think in fact, I probably have that on my mind, which is why I called them nougat centers. That was the carb that I went with at the beginning. Get out of my nougat is actually on my license plate frame. <laughs> get out of my nougat. And, in, and into my car? I mean, into my heart. Right. Um, you know what else I want to tell you guys about? Me undies. It's unbelievable how putting on a great pair of underwear changes your entire outlook for the day. It's not a joke. You know the feeling that of putting on ratty old saggy underwear. I want you to know the feeling of wearing great fitting, great looking underwear, which is why I want to tell you guys about MeUndies.com. MeUndies has the most comfortable underwear you've ever tried. They fit perfectly. They don't ride up on you. And there's nothing worse than underwear that is riding up or just in general not sitting where it's supposed to be. For example, I would not want underwear in my nougat. Well, no, but you're right. Underwear not sitting where it should sit is one of the most infuriating and hard to rectify things in the world. Because yes. there is no graceful way to fix that unless you can find a private room. And right. And then it's not graceful. No, no. Don't be digging anything out of anything or, or adjusting. Uh, MeUndies fit perfectly. They don't ride up. They pull moisture away from your skin so you're cool all day long. I have mine on right now and I am floating. Did I not float into here, Gary? You did. I know. I saw a cloud beneath you. <laughs> You're like, come down from there. I'm like, I can't. It's my underwear. It's causing me to float. What are you going to do? Here's the thing. They also make you look great. Go to MeUndies.com and check out the pics of all the different styles of underwear. And for the girls, check out those hot-looking boy shorts. Those Men and are, women. Those are hot. They are hot. Let's be honest. High-quality materials for your high-quality materials, and they're a fraction of what typical high-end designers charge. So go to MeUndies.com slash Allison and get 20% off your first order. 20% off your order when you go to MeUndies.com slash Allison. And right now, you'll even get free shipping in the U.S. and Canada. All right. So here comes the episode 
with Christina Pajitsky. It's the second time that she's been on the show. I love her. She and I have become friends. She's delightful. Um, I will tell you guys, this episode was recorded a bit ago, so you'll hear some stuff that's outdated. For example, I off the top of my head can't remember if we talked about our dogs. I have a feeling we did. So if you're listening and you're like, but that doesn't add up with what I know to have happened, it's true. It doesn't, but at the time it did. Um, all right. So I love Christina. I think you'll love her on this show. And I love you guys. And uh, here's the episode. Allison Rosen. Allison Rosen is your new best friend. Allison, Allison. Hey, everyone. Hi. Hello. Welcome to another episode of Allison Rosen is Your New Best Friend. I'm Allison Rosen, and I'm sitting here with Christina Pashitsky, <laughs> return, repeat guest from your Whoa. mom's house podcast. Welcome. It's so exciting to have you back. Aww, thank you for having me. I just adore you. I adore you. I know. As we were talking before we turned on the mics, I was like, we need to hang out. Yeah. And like it's, like off on mic. Yeah. And I've been on the road for the last year, and I'm, I'm home from, for this year, I've decided. Really? More or less. More or less. Yeah. And you know, can I just say before we begin mm-hmm. that you're so special and I was driving over here oh, in horrifying melting. traffic and I'm like, you're, and I, your listeners know this and that's why they listen to you and love you as much as Tom and I do, but you're so special, Allison, and you're kind and just an open heart and it's so refreshing in this b- awful business. Thank that you. you're like the nicest and truly, and people, if they don't know you in real life, just know that Allison Rosen is as good in real life as Aww. she is. Thank you. Yeah, you're just fantastic. Oh, you my not gosh. so much. But <laughs> well, that goes without Jury's saying. still out on Kim. <laughs> oh my gosh. But thank you. That's for really me. sweet. Thank yes. you. Thank you. I thank love you. Your wedding ring. Oh, oh, this whole thing. <laughs> thank you. Um, okay, so lots of stuff to get into, but first yeah. let's well, I was gonna say first let's talk about the like projects you have coming up. Oof. But actually, first, let's yeah. talk about your decision to take this year <laughs> off, because I imagine that's a pretty big decision. Well, I'm not taking it off off, but I am like... To I've not been, be on the road. Yeah, I've been... I'm, I'm doing some road dates, don't get me wrong, but I'm doing like one-nighters, where it's just, just my fans from your mom's house and from my stand-up. One night in Portland, one night in Seattle, you know, like, I, I can't do the six nights, six yeah, shows. What's it been like? I mean, I'm just starting it this week. By the time this runs, it'll what, have... No, what's it been like oh, this past year? Oh, gosh. Yeah, like, I'm I'm really... Um, like, I love stand-up. I just love it. And so it's been, like... I've been doing three weeks out a month in, like, every city. And it's it's just been my dream. But I think I'm a little worn down. And mm-hmm. I think I'm going to just kind of pull back and try to stay in town. That's just my goal. And be with my dog and my husband. Yeah, and, I was going to say, how does that affect... Well, Tom's yeah. on the road a lot, too, right? Yeah, and we're trying to kind of pull back a little bit to just make our time more efficient out. Because it's, it's hard, dude. That's what, I would people, think you get really... Re- oh, I would get depressed, I think. Oh, girl, I... I <laughs> before I came to this decision, I was in a hotel room, like, in Denver... And uh, I was raining and I was I was drinking wine and crocheting <laughs> in the middle of the day. Just like, what the fuck? What? Yeah. Who are you? Like, uh, it's not healthy. And that's why so many comics aren't healthy. Cultivate a nice heroin addiction, mm-hmm. you know, because you're like, I'm alone in a hotel room, man. <laughs> so I got to make I got to do it for my sanity, I think. Yeah, there's something. So. Mel- well, when you're on the way somewhere, then it's like, for me, I, I always like that's sort of. 
you're the one leaving. But yeah. then there's something melancholy about all yeah. the traveling. That's a great word. That's a perfect word. I mean, yeah, I got great Delta status, <laughs> platinum medallion. But oh, what does that afford you? What does it get you? Well, I'll tell you what. Um, I get I can check in as many bags as I want. That's something. <laughs> That's so dumb. First class upgrades. Re- That's nice. <laughs> See for me that that's a that'd be a thing, because I'm I'm that person who's like one day in my career I just want to be the person who when I get to my hotel room it's like a super nice room yeah not that I booked myself but like if someone puts me up somewhere yeah. I want it to be like the sna- super snazzy room yeah I don't know what that means if that's that, a goal and that is nice that's fun that's all I'm just I'm it's not that fun I'm I'm turning into like an old yuppie like <laughs> I just my husband and I moved to the suburbs a year and a half ago you went to our house and like. I used to have a hybrid car, and now I got an SUV. Just a big gas guzzler. Mm-hmm. I love it. I get sexually excited when the Crate and Barrel catalog comes. <laughs> like, oh, God, this is what it is to be almost middle-aged. Like, yeah. A strawberry huller? Yeah, give me five. <laughs> instead of so, pizza cutter. <laughs> so more Crate and Barrel than Pottery yeah. Barn? Yeah. Because <laughs> Crate and Barrel's a little more sleek and modern. Yeah. Pottery Barn, that for me is like... That's more home porn for really? me. Although I haven't looked at those in a long time. I go through phases, but there's something about the way Pottery Barn stages their living rooms. I'm like, oh, yes, I could I could get into that. Exposed That's beams you- and all that stuff. Ooh. Like, okay. I want to I live in Nantucket, although I've never been there. Oh, yeah. I don't know what it's totally like, but I just either. the way I imagine it. So, okay. Oh. All right. Are you... you- go ahead. No, no, because you and I are at the same age. I just feel like I'm getting older and lamer and cooler with doing less like there's mm, i'm oh, going yeah. through this thing where i'm like i just want to be with the husband on the couch drinking wine and watching downton abbey i see i've been i feel like i've been in that phase for a while like i actually just wrote a column about how daniel and i left the apartment which is something we don't do very often <laughs> oh, except, which is not to say we never leave right but because you know we spend a lot of time at work and we also go to the grocery store, and when life feels like a rat race, and we just need something different, we go to a different grocery store. But it's like oh. we don't um, Whole Foods. No, we, it's it's pretty much Trader Joe's. Oh, I love Trader Joe's. <laughs> I love Trader Joe's. Yeah. Oh yeah, those snap peas. I'm really into those. They're really right good. Now. Yeah, I like the little sample they'll give you, even yeah. if I don't want. That's unless it's too spicy. Yeah, but um, peonies you know. right now they got peonies on sale six ninety nine. You know, that's the one flower I'm actually not that into. <sighs> wow. I, I know. We were... <laughs> I, it's actually controversial to not be it. But it could, we were talking about the wedding industry. I feel like the wedding yes. industry was trying to shove a peony down my throat. Let's talk about <laughs> that. So let's talk about that. Okay. Is that, is that the flower of the, the moment? Um, I, th- I don't know if it's the flower of the moment. Maybe it is, actually. I was never aware of flowers before <laughs> I, people began asking me what's your favorite flower. Yeah. And then I'd say, I don't know. And they're like, but I mean, do you like, you know, soft and natural or do you like something with a little more structure? I'm like, I know I really don't have any idea of what I like or don't like flower wise. I realized I've since realized I like hydrangeas. I'm not even sure. Are those the blue ones? Yeah. They're sometimes blue. They're sometimes purple. Those were in my wedding. There you go. Yeah. But yeah, I have um, built up a lot of bitterness towards the wedding industry because I feel like the whole thing is just, it's... I don't, I don't know if other people feel this way. It's a lot of people who don't really I'm, – I'm second-guessing it as I'm saying it. I'm going to say it though and just then I'm going to second-guess it. It's a lot of people who don't care about you and just want your money. Mm-hmm. Now, that being said, how is that different than any business? I don't really know. But I think – but it's still, it felt shitty. Mm-hmm. A lot of the experience felt shitty and um, – you know, now it's it's that point where figuring out do we want to order a photo album, which start they start at 
1750, which is so fucking wow. much money. And yet, in many, many years, I'm sure we would want to have this album. Well, and that's how they get you, yeah. is they go, they, it's it's like the coffin thing. Like, you know how they <laughs> they inflate the cost of your right. death, even? Like, you. well, you want the nice coffin, right, with a satin lining. Mm-hmm. And you're like, I'm going to be decomposing. Actually, just burn me. It's cheaper. But... <laughs> That's that's the thing, and that that's the TLC uh, wedding shows, right? Which is insidious. Um, why does a dress cost ten thousand dollars? I know. I understand they have to make it. I understand, but it does seem unreasonable. Flowers and all that. I think it harkens back to the debutante ball. It harkens back to prom, to these um, these old timey things that we're just supposed to get geeked on. And well, see, it's, I, I don't. It's so interesting to me that you say that because that it makes me realize oh this was i think the wedding was my version of trying to capture that because i wasn't a debutante neither was i I wasn't like i wasn't that person at all i was not the person who got asked to prom i did end up going to actually this is this is kind of cute the person um that married us my friend trevor who's been my friend for many many years we had him do the ceremony i went to prom with him it was his prom in colorado like i didn't go to my own prom um and yeah, I just that was I was just never that person. So I don't know why I thought I could be that person a little bit with the wedding, even yeah. though it wasn't. I mean, it was a tiny wedding, but I still I still got caught up in it. Yeah, well, because because I remember when I got engaged, my this girl I was friends with was like, we, we have to go and get you um, binders now, your wedding binders. I'm like, what's that? <laughs> Well, you gotta you gotta get bridal magazines now, and you gotta tear out the pages of the things that inspire you. Oh, and I'm like, God. I never thought, I never thought about this crap. And I think, um, and you're, you you begin to feel if you, I begin to feel like I'm at a disadvantage because I hadn't ever really thought about neither, it. Yes, I agree. Yeah. And you feel like you're behind this weird girl curve. Yes, and uh, you're like, why don't I care about? People, what are your wedding colors? I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> and so, I, and so many decisions. Yeah, which is and, hard and for stupid me. ones. And the thing that no one tells you about weddings. They kind of suck planning. Yeah. They ca- if you can survive the but planning. But he- enjoy it. Right? That's what they say. <laughs> Just enjoy the it. biggest lie. <laughs> and you kind of really not really don't. Like, it's not that you disenjoy it, if that's the word. But you, <laughs> you're just not like – it's not this wonderful – it's just – it's an event. It's, it's a, a big of, thing. If you're not into party planning yeah. or event planning, it's a lot of pressure. That's what I found. Yeah. Now, the thing is, for me, the actual – I was ready for everything to coalesce into this magical day. Yes. And for me, for a number of reasons, that was not my experience of it. I'm I'm so happy to be married to Daniel. Like that was never a question. He was never a question. Every That's all good. But the actual experience of the day was it just didn't feel how I was hoping it would feel. But since coming out about that, other people have said, "Oh yeah, no, mine didn't either." Yeah, but I, but no, for really. the guys, I think some. I think oftentimes it does. I think depending on what's going on for them, I think that because I've talked to a couple different guys where where for them it really was like one of the best days of their lives. Yeah, like they're a little. My husband is. Um, he has anxiety the way I do, especially around our families. So I think we both shared that anxiety level. Mm-hmm. I think. I remember I, my my sister in law got me a subscription to Brides Magazine. <laughs> I got engaged, and there's this article I'll never forget. It was like the big letters of like, "This is it, your big Oscar moment. Nothing's as important as a woman's wedding day." And oh I'm my like, God. "Holy shit! Is this 1952? <laughs> like, 
You mean to tell me that women like Marie Curie, uh, <laughs> you know, <laughs> right. won the Nobel Prize? Uh, well, that pale. Chemistry. That was the yeah. second most right. important day in well, her life. Finding the wedding dress, most important. And I, and I, maybe in some parts of the country it is, you know, maybe for some, like I was watching, <laughs> I was watching my big fat American gypsy wedding before I came over here. Oh, I haven't seen that. <laughs> Although I know people who watch it. It's awful. <laughs> awful, awfully behaved people. But to a gypsy girl who's probably never going to finish high school, mm-hmm. who's not going to go to college, unfortunately, because of whatever socioeconomic culture that is, that's it, dude. That is the the Oscar moment for her is getting a dress. And that's their big thing. Like, I'm going to get the NASA dress with sparkling in here. <laughs> like, oh, my God, kill me if that's my – you know, we're just lucky. That like oh I get to be stressed out and did you did you have to pay for it or did you get oh, that's so private I shouldn't even that's ask. okay we paid for, I don't we wanna... we had some help but it it was more money than we could afford and, that, and like we paid right. see that added a ton see I was that added a ton of pressure because I was like we just spent a shitload of money on this thing that didn't feel like I wanted it to yeah that's that's honestly you feel that's kind, yes yeah it's kind of the bummer because I feel like. The alternative was I could be sitting here today on piles of cash, <laughs> right? Not feeling yucky about certain elements of it. See, and I feel like I feel like an asshole for saying this though because I don't think Daniel can hear me say this without it causing him to feel kind of shitty and I don't want that to be the case. I wish it didn't I think that he he understandably feels like but why couldn't you get past all of those feelings and focus on what this was really about? And I feel guilty right. that, I, that, that that's there. I mean, the, the reason is because the family shit goes back so deep and I wish oh, the therapy yeah. had worked enough to get me to the point where, <laughs> yeah. you know what I mean? Like I, But instead, Ooh. it turns out you married a baby woman. Sorry. <laughs> well, OK. Let's talk about the family stuff because I think at the end of the day, isn't that really what makes you the most uncomfortable? Is it is it really the cost of the flowers? Is it the feeling of the hustle? Like, look, the marriage industry that and it's a it's a racket, dude. Yeah. Just to sell you crap. Just like the car industry, like every other advertising. Yeah. At the end of the day, do you know my mom didn't even go to my wedding? She didn't. No. My mom is a um, – she's a nutbag. Like <laughs> a real – oh, man. Like, you know, borderline personality, n- descending into schizophrenia now. Like won't leave the house. Oh, wow. Won't send e- – she won't even use email or telephone because she thinks they're listening. You know, like She's that. paranoid. She's gone. And uh, yeah, she, she wouldn't re- – she refused to come. And part of that for me was – Oh wow! Like I don't, I don't get my mom and G. And the other side was, thank God, like what a relief because like she'll she'll cause drama, and mm-hmm. I know her and I love her. I can't have her in my life because she causes a lot of problems. Right. And you know, I think weddings are loaded with those kind of they issues. They are because there is so much pressure for it to be a certain way. Like this is the time that. This person and your, you know, the mother of the bride acts this way, and this person acts right. this way, and this is this way, and it's this big bonding <laughs> thing. And so it's like for right. anyone who doesn't quite have that, which I feel like is most people actually, yeah. or it's, at least it's a lot of people. It just highlights. Well, you know what else though? If you and I got married at twenty-one back in the old days or whatever, yeah. it would have been different. Yeah. But it's like, well, how old were you when you got married? Thirty-three, thirty-two, thirty-two. Okay. Yeah. So that's the and I, I, I was thirty eight. So, yeah. um, yeah. I just did the math for a second. But in the South, 
were considered spinsters. Like 30, right. 32 is what? You don't have five kids yet? You yeah. ain't no kids? People, people think you're crazy in some parts of the world. So were you... Oh, yeah. No, I know. I'm a green. <laughs> I'm, not, yeah. I'm not a green. Not at yeah. all. I'm just saying, yeah, we're, we are on the older side of... Well, maybe yeah. not 32, but... Well, so anyway, so were you sad about the lack of your mom? Yes. Uh, yes, I still am. I'm deeply saddened by my mother's mental illness. It's something I go see a shrink over weekly. Uh, I've been in therapy for four years, and I think now I'm finally able to talk about it more and even slightly joke about it. Mm-hmm. Eventually, I'd love to write more about her in my act because there's so many people that have mental illness in their family and it's one of those it's a hot topic now with what's happening with shootings and this and oh that my God, and, I know. but it's still it's still taboo and uh you know I, i'm working to it man i'm getting to it it's just a bummer it's oh is she getting the worst. any treatment no because unfortunately sometimes people with that they don't see their side of the problem like yeah. it's my problem in her mind it's everyone else's problem which really really sucks but I'm lucky that I have a dad who's radical and like we, he um, he's Hungarian. Both my parents are Hungarian and like he wore a white linen suit to my <laughs> wedding because he's a stud. Like <laughs> he's just a European lover. You know what I'm saying? Like he's just so rad. But he's also hard as steel because they're Eastern Bloc. And mm-hmm. I remember I was I was in my dress and this is it. He's gonna walk me down the aisle and I I turn to my father and I go, Dad, oh my God, I, I hope I don't cry. And he goes, Why would you cry? Okay. Well, check. That's why I'm a comedian. Like, you know, you, I wanted that Molly Ringwald moment. Totally. On, you know, when she's talking to her dad on the couch. Oh, he doesn't like me, daddy. Oh, I love you. You know, I'm never yes. going to, you're never going to get that sometimes. I know. Who do you, who's your problem person, mom or dad? I mean, it's really spread out. It's diffuse. It's all of them. <laughs> That's um, the best. I think that I would say almost. Here was a little bit of the problem, and I this is this is my problem. I was very chill leading up to it because I wasn't going to be a bridezilla, yeah. and I think without even being aware of it, I think the message I put out was like, "Everyone just show up; it'll be cool." Everyone being like, it was it was almost exclusively just family. We had like a a very very small wedding, and so it was like, "Yeah, you guys just you know." And and I didn't t- I didn't care what anyone wore. Everyone wanted to know the colors, but I was like, "These are the colors." <laughs> but I really, it really, you can wear whatever you want. I wasn't going to be that person who was going to be a nightmare about ordering people around. So I I think probably the, like I said, the vibe that I get off gave off was like, "Yeah, just see you there, no big deal." But then on the day of, it turned out that I had all these expectations of the way certain people would act. And and when they didn't, I Mm. was really disappointed. And I mean, some of it is, I think, on on some of them, like, yeah, they they should have been different. But then some of it's on me that I didn't, if I could do it over again, I would have sat, you know, so-and-so down and been like, now when you, when I, when I do this, when I freak out over my hair, when I do this or whatever, which is going to invariably going to happen, could you just sit me down or or hold my hand and say, yeah. honey, I know that you are freaking out over your hair right now. And it makes sense that you would be freaking out. But do you think maybe the reason you're freaking out is because this is such, it's a huge thing to be getting married. And maybe is it that? And, you know, obviously if it really is your, the way your hair is being styled, then, we, you know, let's talk to her because she's been a bitch. And I'm, I don't know why, because you're paying her a ton of money. Don't know why she's being a bitch. Right. But, 
uh, you know, we could talk to her about getting her to change it, but could it be this? And and I'm going to hug you and da, da, da. Like that kind of support I I found sort of lacking in a number of places. And I just wonder how much it's that I – part of me wonders was I not really making it clear what I needed. The other part of me feels like – but I would have known. But I think I just happened to – that's just how I'm – oriented and I'm kind of constantly scanning situations and and seeing who might need help and wanting to help them and Ooh, you parented your parents didn't you yes yes is that a book because <laughs> I would like to read that one it's called the Christina Pajitsky childhood yeah. too yeah I mean I think but, it's just certain yeah. you know it, people who grow up in certain environments and even if you didn't grow up in that environment certain people are just oriented that way you're just the person who's aware of what everyone's feeling and yes. and and kind of plugged into it for survival yes which is what makes you a wonderfully empathetic uh, amazing podcaster and amazing human being Thanks. is your depth of empathy and care and you wish that that courtesy was extended to you when yes. you're in need and yes. it's often not right and you don't yeah. even realize it so much until you get married <laughs> I, I, well, and then it terrible. oddly becomes about other people, too. I remember, like, everybody having an opinion about what we were doing. And it's like, oh, boy, it's it's really not about you. It's just not, guys. It, weddings bring up everything. They bring up they, – yeah. they do. The whole thing is so fraught. And yet, in general, when I hear someone sit there and be like – this happened because this person didn't do that and then that person didn't do that and that person didn't do that. And if only this person had done this, I would have felt this and blah, blah, blah. In general, when I hear that, my thing is always like that's like a lot of blame and a lot of for, trying to force things and trying to control things. And really, you have to take care of you and you have to it, 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 focus more on you. Don't right. try to. And yet, you know, here I, my whole thing is like, and then this and this and this. And, you know, so I'm sure that I like I know that there's a big chunk of it that was me. Yeah. Um, I'm just your expectations. I think yes. what it is is the expectations. And nobody tells you like, hey, look, planning, it's going to suck. It's going to ruin your relationship with your fiance <laughs> or test it. If you guys make it through that, you're going to be great. <laughs> and uh, it's a lot of BS. You're going to deal with a lot of shit from your in-laws and from the families. And but see, I think that that, that the planning of it, that phase was so difficult that for then the um the cherry on the top to be unpleasant <laughs> for lack of a better word that's why that's why i'm just like oh fuck the whole thing was it something specific it, no it was like i just couldn't it was a it was like a whole bunch of things yeah. it was but okay let's talk about happier and dwell on that well can i just say things? this yeah. for, just so you know in the passing of time you guys will look back and you, listen. You don't if if someone's charging you seventeen fifty for an album, that's wrong. Okay, you can go to like KodakGallery dot com. I know, and I highly recommend you can buy a super nice album on there for a hundred bucks. Do that, they look just as good or almost as good? Dude, okay. Listen, I don't know what a seventeen hundred dollar album looks like. It's made but... on human flesh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm joking, but it actually is like leather bound and this and it's a whole. I I guarantee. There's a place that'll do it for less than that. Right, right. That's bananas, man. And it's all negotiable and you can find people to do it. And you're going to look back and you will have fond memories of the highlights because you will have blocked out the bad stuff. Right. You will have blocked out the, the hotel owner that, you know, lied to you in the contract and jacked you on. It, yes. Yeah, it's all of us, right? dude. Yeah. yeah. You know, the, there's a chocolate stain on this pillow. That's going to cost $500 <sighs> to clean. Like, no, it's not. 
Yeah. You'll forget it. You'll get over it. The fact that I'm still stuck a little bit, much less so than right away, but the fact that there's certain elements of it that I'm still stuck in make me think there's just something more going on that I just need to figure out. it's, It's weird that I'm... I mean, not that much time has passed, but there still are moments where I just get, like, just my body clenches up with just, like, I, I can't, and I hate when I can't figure out what I'm feeling, because usually I'm pretty good at figuring it out, but it's still, like, some kind of paroxysm of, I don't know if that's the right word or not. It's a good word. Thanks. I'm not sure Shit. if it's right. There's some kind of, like, <laughs> feeling. I just have to sort that out. Are but, you seeing a shrink right now? Yes. Yeah, man, because that sounds like you. It sounds like you were put in a vulnerable position. This is just my arm couch Please, chair philosophy it. psychology. Sounds to me like you were put in a highly triggering environment where your needs were not met and you were extremely vulnerable and open. And that sounds like that might be part of it. Like mm-hmm. something that was so and there's a spotlight on you. It just it may have been a familiar childhood pattern. Yeah, it sounds like a really familiar to you. Maybe you just you had no one helping. Did Daniel help you? Yeah. Well, OK, th- this is this was sort of. All the shit went down the day – well, the vast majority of this went down the day of the wedding. So he, we were separate. Ooh, there you go. Yeah. And I think that I don't – I think I didn't realize how much I relied on him to be a buffer. There you so go. So he wasn't around. I mean he was around, but he was he was in the, you know, getting ready separately. So, yeah. So maybe you didn't <clears> – <throat> excuse me, you didn't have your support system that I you – I didn't. That you – have created to help you maybe through your family stuff. Yeah. I think, yeah, I think that's some of it. Um, and then, I mean, this is, no, it's just stupid. I love it. I love stupid and I love awful. So there was, (laughs) (laughs) it's the best. I don't know anyone else can talk about the fun stuff about weddings. We'll talk about the real stuff, man. There was this debate over like how to get me down the aisle because, the wedding was on this lawn. There were a few steps up to the lawn. And then, um, like, would I be coming out from behind a tree or out from here? Or I don't know. There, there wasn't a clear direction for how to go. Um, and both my parents were going to walk me down the aisle. And my dad has a bad back. So he was going to – and sometimes, like, going upstairs can be a little bit hard for him. So he was going to be sitting in a chair, like, right up up the stairs – um, and then I would like meet up with him and then we'd walk down the aisle and my, it was unclear whether my mom was going to walk, you know, with me from wherever I was coming from or just if I was going to meet them there. And I just, I didn't, I, at the point at which I made the decision, which felt like it was just had to be fast and everything felt rushed and there's pressure. And I didn't really think through how everything was going to feel. And I was just like, ah, fuck it. Nothing really matters anymore. Anyway, <laughs> I give up. Kind of. to it, so yeah. I walked from the hacienda place to them and then they walked me down the aisle but what i didn't realize is i felt because everyone turned everyone saw me i felt like i walked myself down the aisle Mm. and that and then a lot of people are like but it was it was beautiful and it was dramatic like when i emerged with my bouquet you know, it was like and walked across the lawn. People said like it was so beautiful and it was so dramatic and it seemed like a choice. And it's like, yes, I know. But it wasn't. If it had been, that would be totally different. But instead, I was just standing there alone mm-hmm. without Daniel. Right. Waiting to come out, mm-hmm. feeling just like, oh, what is going on? And like crying But 
it was a little bit like I was like, oh, thank God everyone expects me to be crying in this moment because I'm crying. And it was it what but it wasn't it wasn't entirely the tear. It was just like tears of just tears. Mm-hmm. Just like, oh, um, but listen to what you said that you want you wish you hadn't been walking down that aisle alone. I can't believe the, I can't remember the words yeah. you said, but it was something to the extent of. I wish I hadn't had to walk down that aisle yeah, alone. Yeah, I felt very lonely and alone. That's, that's how, what it that's sounds how I felt. like. Yeah. And, and because Daniel was tied up with his part right. of this, like you didn't have your support system. Maybe mom and dad aren't, for, I'm sure they're great people, but maybe they didn't know how to reach out to you in appropriate ways and you felt alone. And yeah. it, it sounds like you're really alone in a very stressful, traumatic And I think that I thought that I don't, I don't need, you know, I don't need like a bunch of bridesmaids and that whole thing. And I don't need all of that. Mm. But I'm realizing that there's kind of a reason that you have all that. Yeah. You do need it, actually. If you can, if you can do it, you you do need that support. And I was just like, whatever. You know, it's not like I'm, like I, I can be, um... Like independent to a fault, I guess, because I don't want to lean on people sometimes. I don't either. And yeah. I deal with that in therapy. Right. And that's that's a huge reason I have crippling anxiety and fear about the future and fear about tomorrow. Am I going to die of cancer? Am I going to be broke? And then I forget, oh, I'm married to this wonderful guy who I can lean on. And yeah. I'm not going to be homeless or destitute because I have a network of people, you know, and, and I think maybe you didn't rely on. Did you have people to rely on growing up? I, I don't know. More I, Emotionally. I think- um, well, see, that's another thing that I'm realizing is that I think that – thank you for coming here to interview me. <laughs> it's so much more fun, don't you think? Uh, I don't know. I, I, just, I just wonder if you're building walls and you don't want to talk about you. <laughs> Always. I Last time I came here, I talked about me for five hours. You had to post it up in five different segments. No, we did – you know what? Jesus. We did it in part one and part two because oh. we did all the interviews in part one and part two back okay. then. That's how we used, that's okay. how we used to do it. I'm so mortified. I'm like, I can't. It was such a good interview though. No. But go ahead. Back to you. Oh, OK. For a second. Then we went back to you. Um, <laughs> I think that on the day of the wedding, the things that we're talking about, it felt like a surprise to me. Like, how can – this be happening on this day how can i be al- how can i be alone or how can i feel mm. abandoned and uh, this day of all days it felt like what you know this came out of nowhere and yet i think the reason it is so triggering for lack of a better word is because that situation probably happened repeatedly over my life and every time it happened i found a way to sort of sp- to not face it or to spin reality or to just just rationalize it so i think that perhaps I have rationalized unpleasant situations a lot over the years and that has – to my detriment, I've done that because it's made it so that I'm not seeing things clearly. Ooh. Wow, dude. But then like a therapist would be like – isn't it interesting that you had <laughs> you had to invite this lesson into your life in such a major way or whatever, you know? I don't know. Well, that is interesting. But unfortunately, with the weddings, like, unless your mom's crazy like mine and can't be there because she'll ruin stuff, like, you had to have kind of... I mean, I don't know. Unless they're abusive, you should not have abusive, crummy people at your weddings. No, I you thought... Know? I thought that the people... <laughs> I thought that it was like... There's not one person at this – like this is just like the – just this is the support. All the support's right here. That's what I thought. But you know another thing, another loneliness about – or level of loneliness about getting married is that in a way, 
there is something lonely about leaving your family of origin mm. and joining a new family. Mm-hmm. And you that is what's happening. And I think so yeah. I think that it was not only like actual loneliness but just symbolically. Like I'm not like I th- big shifts in identity scare me. Mm. You know, I I my intention was to change my name legally, but I haven't done it yet. Cuz all of a sudden it feels really scary to change my name. It, That's it weird. Is. Did and- you? I did, and, and you have to go to the Social Security office and then the DMV, and it's not an easy thing to do, and it feels so final, and I don't know if you guys merge bank accounts. Okay, I'm so glad oh, you brought this up. I'm so glad you brought this up because I've been walking around being like, it doesn't feel any different. We were already living together. We were already totally committed, so it does. being married really doesn't feel that different. And then I'm like, well, actually, possibly that's because zero has changed because we haven't merged anything. We haven't, you know, like we're just starting oh, to talk about all that. Like oh, we haven't. And- yeah, we haven't. No, we, we like still do everything separately. Girl, can I tell you? Because I was so afraid of merging our lives that way. Yeah. It's, 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 it's threatening. Be- it's because you don't want to depend on someone because you think you can do it yourself, right? Mm-hmm. And, uh, but with that is great anxiety. And I found that once we did that, that's when you get married. That's when, when you merge bank accounts. Can I tell you, in my mind, because now there's a there's one communal thing. And right. It's not just money; it's the resources. And now the two of you are a Cosby team, Triosby, as Tommy and I call each other. <laughs> like we, you know, and like people are like, "Aren't you and your husband competitive in comedy?" I'm like, "No, because the paychecks go to the same corporate account." Right. <laughs> and um, there's something in that you guys become a team. It's the two of you. F- in the world together now and you start to share like we share drawers on like uh, sock drawers and we <laughs> but it's in the sharing of space yeah. of money of uh of of everything that you become a unit it's it, not not to say it's totally codependent either because we both have you know very independent places in our lives but i didn't feel married until i did that how, and I how quickly it. did you guys do it uh, it took me a minute. I mean, you know, I'd say within a year of us being married, I changed my last name and I did the bank accounts. So you, so, so you are legally your Segura, but Pashitsky Segura or just Segura? Because so, I had the choice of <laughs> being Allison, like on the marriage license, Allison Rosen Quants or Allison Michelle Quants, and I decided to like go for it. And because I'm like, I don't want to lose my middle name, so I'll just be Allison Michelle Quants, but I haven't actually done it yet. Okay. Well, I, I like what the Latins do, so I kind of co-opted that thing. Like, why not just tack on a last name to the last name and not hyphenate it? And um, so I, I had a middle name that was terrible. It was Edith, and I just changed it. I was like, I've hated this name my whole life. I don't need it. I'm a grown-up. Yeah. I can do what I want. So my legal name is Christina Pajitsky Segura. See, I think that that's what I should have done because that, to me, is a lot less scary the yeah. idea of like just because then I'm not it's not like I'm losing who I am. I'm just adding to it. And that's kind of the idea in my head was like, I'm still going to be Pajitsky. I'm always and my stage name, unfortunately, is that because I was a comic long before I was a wife. And I didn't I don't want to be this like married comedy because we're <laughs> we're not, you know, we're not Ben and Irma Stiller. Like we don't do everything <laughs> together. And, you know, what if somebody doesn't like Tom? And then they might lump us together or they don't like me. And now that washes off on him. I didn't want that necessary, you know, association. But uh, it's all daunting. And is it feminist to change your name? That was my concern. Like, am I a bad feminist? And I don't think so. But then you go, but but this name isn't, this is my dad's name. 
then that's true too. So right. what would my it's my slave name? <laughs> Is that the idea? My patriarchal slave name. Damn it! I didn't even think about that. You're right. Well, so, okay. So uh, back to the finances, though. Yes, go this, ahead. Though, this is interesting to me. Do you, completely merged, yes. or you got so you don't even each have separate accounts? No. Interesting. <laughs> See, we've no. like just started to have conversations where I'll be like, you know what? We're we're a team, and we should be thinking about what is the best decision. What are the best decisions for us? And like, what if? You know, in terms of like even which cards to put things on or oh, things like yeah. that, like the, it should be we should be thinking of ourselves as a unit just financially that would make more sense than what we're doing, which is this separate thing, just because it's what yeah. we've always done. Yeah, I mean, it, it's really it's dependent on the couple. I can't say if it was a blanket statement, but it really was my father that was like, oh, you're not married until you, you know, merging bank accounts. And I didn't really pay attention to that until we did it. And I was like, yeah, what's the what am I so afraid of? It's not like I'm a gambler or that I'm concealing. Right. I'm not a big spender in terms of like Gucci handbags. <laughs> you know, I, I'm not. And neither is my husband, thankfully. So it actually gave me a greater sense of security mm-hmm. because now you're both working together and you have each other's backs. And especially in showbiz, like, you know, one of us could have a great month one month and one of us could have a crummy month. And now we're helping each other help each other achieve goals, which is great. Right. It's different. Now your mom's house is our or is a corporation. It's a business. It's a thing. Um, so that's kind of cool. I don't know, man. I mean, what's the fear? What are you fear? What are you afraid of? That's always what it boils down to, right? I think the fear is I've worked really hard and I've built up this nest egg and that's something that I came into this with and I'm afraid to – I'm afraid of it going away or like – to me that represents independence or, or yes. that represents security. Yeah. Girl, I hear you and it's your exit just in case I'm, this doesn't work out. I got one foot out the door. I guess but I – uh, I hate to think of it that way. That's the truth. That's why you do it, right? I, Stashing money. <laughs> I guess, although, I mean, it's not like it's, it's not like it's like in an offshore bank account in Sweden. I mean, he knows, you know, it's, it's just my, it's my bank account is what it is. But, um, I don't know. But then there's also like the fear. Well, he'll, you know, he'll say that he wants to be able to like buy a gift or something without me knowing. And, but you know what I think it is? What I think Maybe we should just keep our separate bank accounts, but have a joint one and there both put go. money in there and then write bills out of that. Start that. See how that feels. Yeah. I mean, maybe you don't. Do you trust Daniel with finances? I mean, that's a yeah. huge. I got to tell you, I think in my opinion, marriage boils down to how you perceive money. And I'm not saying that's not amounts. It's how you deal with money. Do you respect it? Do you squander it? Does he have to blow every penny he has? Or is he a saver? I'm a hoarder, man. I'm an Eastern Bloc. You know, we could die of a famine tomorrow. Let's save any every mm-hmm. penny. My husband's a little more like, let's just enjoy some of this. That, Damn it. Okay, so that's how we are pretty much. Um, maybe not as extreme, but he's like, I'm not going to lose sleep over – like I'm just not going to let money rule my life. I'm yeah. just not going to. Not that, not that the attaining it, uh, you know, is the main thing in my life at all, but like I will – I'll waste more time trying to find the lower priced something or other. Mm. Like to me, I like yes, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna kill myself to save ten dollars. And I, but if I'm trying to think of an, an example of this, the idea of 
wasting money bothers me more than it bothers him, I think. Got you. Here's the thing, though. If you guys do get divorced, he's going to get half that money anyways, man. I mean, legally, right? <laughs> You're kind of screwed. <laughs> we're, but, I mean, we're not going to. No, you're not. But here's what Although I was going to say. I think what you come into it with is you, you keep. Oh, it's well, what then you there ma- you It's go. what you make. Actually, that happens regardless of whether it's mingled, probably. I think it's what you make while you're married that oh. is split. Tom and I had nothing when we were married, so that's great. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, yeah, dude. I mean, listen, and I understand. I don't know the particulars of your relationship, so I like to make a judgment would be so inappropriate. But there is some comfort, at least for me, in merging that stuff. No, you're. I there think you're right, though, cool because I feel very in between. Yeah. Like, I feel like... Like I've said, I don't feel like the marriage took. I've even, right. you know, right. Which just, he was delighted to hear me make that remark. <laughs> <laughs> but I guess what I, but what I mean by that is like I feel like there was supposed, some, supposed to be some magic ritual that happened that day that like it didn't, I didn't fully feel it all the way. But I do think that it also has to do with these things that we're talking about. But like you know, he and I are talking about we should start looking into buying a house or something like that. And now that brings up all of the Ooh. we we have to be a team, finances together kind of thing. Do you guys have yeah. a house? Yeah. No, no, no. We we rent. Um, you know, just because the market's so cray cray, we don't have that much cash to put down. Like, yeah, we'd love to, but I, I know it's yet. like I'm hoping for some magical. Oh yeah, no, it's five percent <laughs> down or something yeah. like that. We haven't. We haven't. I just keep hearing stories about how crazy it is. We haven't actually started to look. We're looking like just dreaming like, oh, it'd be great. But no, not right now, man. But And you said that you guys are trying to get pregnant. Well, Do you talk about that? Not talk- really. Okay. Not openly. I guess we are. <laughs> now we are. Well, I mean, I think that I tick tock. Like I'm going to be 38 in two weeks here. So like and I think I'm more comfortable now with that. I think because I had such mom issues that the idea of becoming a mother was just fraught with anxiety yeah. and like, what if I become her? But, um, you know, with therapy and time, you go, oh, but I'm, I'm not. I'm a different person and I think I'd be pretty okay at it because I know I know what it Cause you what know how sucks. you are with your dog. Yeah, I love my doggy. <laughs> I do. And I and I know how not to be. Let's put it that way. And yeah. like, I don't know, dude. Plus, it would be fun. What do you think? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. So we are also trying to get pregnant. And uh, so far, it's not it has not happened yet. Um, and I'm actually happy to say that I really do want to have a baby because for the longest time, like I've always known that I want to have kids. But for the longest time, I was like, my, but the biological clock is not ticking, even though I'm getting older. It wasn't for me for a I'm long not, time. I don't feel those pangs. I don't, you know, so th- but thankfully I am. I mean, not. Not in the sex in the city way. You know, it's, I'm not like, it's not like I look at a baby and I'm just like, oh, I don't, it's not I don't have that either, just so you know. Okay. I don't, I don't really like other people's children. I don't, I don't, don't send me the pictures, especially if they're nudie pics. Like, why are you sending me a picture of a baby's vagina? I'm tempted to send back a picture of me naked and be like, this is what this is like. Does this make you uncomfortable? Good. Right. Right. Yeah, Ugh. I still prefer puppy pictures. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I think but I it would be I would really like to have my own kid, you know, or like yeah. our kid. Um just yours. Just mine. <laughs> yeah, I don't want to I want to keep that separate too. <laughs> Let's face it. It's it's yours. You made right. it for God's sakes. You're carrying it. 
But so I did just make an appointment for a few weeks from now to visit a fertility doctor just based on my age, the fact that I have endometriosis and based on how long we've been trying and the fact that it it hasn't happened. But you know what else I think is the biggest joke ever is how easily I used to think one could get pregnant. Yeah. How are teenagers getting pregnant all over the place? I don't understand because really there's a very, very small window of yeah. when you can get pregnant. Yeah. It's – what is it? I feel like it's like – It's like 40 half an, hours. Half an hour. <laughs> no. It really is just I a know. couple days. I know because we're super irresponsible now. And like I've been – yeah. I was on the pill most of my life and now – I took the morning after pill even when I had sex with a condom just because that's how afraid I was. Me too. I was, I was yeah. petrified of pregnancy because right. all I heard growing up from my you know crazy mom was you get pregnant, pregnant, babies ruin your life. And my, my mother was Should under the impression yeah, <laughs> that I ruined her life. She really uh, would say crazy stuff. So getting pregnant pardon. to me was like the death of my identity, the death yeah. of my career, the death of you know just everything. And now I'm slowly realizing like, no, children add to your life. Yes. The more you add to your life, the more responsibility. It's kind of cool. Right. The dog, the husband. I love it. I love it more and more. Like this is great. Yeah. But yeah. How how the hell is it? Because how are, are they just having a ton of sex, or <laughs> is the window bigger when you're younger? Maybe it is. I don't. I don't know. I think it's their, your cycles are totally regular. I mean, I don't know what your cycles are like, but I don't short, know, dude. short as hell. Is when mine are like <laughs> like between twenty one and twenty three or twenty four days, which oh. is also if if you have a cycle that's that short, you have your period all the time. That um, sucks. Yeah, and. Um, yeah, this is Daniel. Already? <laughs> Didn't Wasn't it just, and I'm like, I know, it was like a week ago, it feels like. Um, but I read that if you have a cycle that short, that makes it harder to get pregnant too oh, because your whatever phase is something or other. I don't know. Well, you're still, we're still there. We're still in that window of time, hopefully. And, you what know. I've always heard is, oh, they can get you, like, oh, they can get you pregnant. You just pay a lot of money and then they can get you pregnant. I was hoping that I wouldn't have to go that route. I was hoping I could just do it naturally and myself. And I still think there's a chance. It's not like we've been trying for five years or something. I mean, it's just it's coming on six months, which is what they say is if you're I think if you're over 35 and you've been trying for six months and haven't gotten pregnant, then see someone. Gotcha. Uh, But yeah, I don't know. Would you do the whole fertility, all that? Um, well, luckily my, uh, I'm pretty like, my cycle's great and I, I, I can tell when I, I can't believe I'm talking about this on your podcast, but I can, <laughs> I can tell when I'm ovulating. How can you tell? Cause you get, I get, I get super randy, like <laughs> just bananas randy and I can feel it. Like I can actually, I'm like, very a, Is it like a tiny popping feeling on the yeah. side? That's what I hear. It's like yeah. a, it's like a pang. It's like uh, cramping, mm-hmm. and I know exactly now. Unfortunately, because of our traveling schedule, oh. he's never here to fertilize my my eggs, man. <laughs> so like, my shrink was like, "Well, then you guys need to plan it." And I'm like, "Oh yeah. yeah." Like I was under the impression that it just happens. Like you know, how no. people are like, "It just you just you give up and then it happens." Yeah. And my dumb comic brain was like, "Well, it's just you know whatever." And I'm like, "Oh no no, I have to actively. <laughs> we have to be in the same city." Like last month I was – I lived in a hotel. I was filming this TBS show and I could not – we couldn't F. There was no effing because mm-hmm. I was too busy. So this month I'm hoping my bang, we'll, we'll meow it down. So we'll then – well, how that's exciting. Yeah. Because it, it might – it could wait. happen super fast for you. I hope so. I mean um, – I don't know. I'm I'm scared of the physical part of pregnancy. Yeah. I'm, I'm afraid of vomiting. I have a real phobia of it. So that's like a thing. 
Um, I don't know. I'm I don't, I'm afraid of all of it. Me the too. physical, yeah, because it's like this fucking alien thing, man. Like it takes over your body. It its will is is the mighty will, not you. You know. And I'm afraid right? of how I'm going to change in terms of what what if I just don't care about my career at all anymore. But if <laughs> oh, that happens, too. then fine. Yeah. I sort of feel like, but um, I'm afraid of getting fat. And uh, yeah, yeah, all of it. And I'm afraid of pain and I'm afraid of uh, how the pregnancy hormones will make me feel. And also how, if I have to do fertility, how those hormones will make me feel. Because I don't, yeah. I'm, I'm not, I don't like hormones in general. No. And that's, those are all super valid. Um, I'm afraid of who I'm going to become when I'm a mom. Like, I don't want to become a mommy. Like, you know, those women that like, this sound horrible, but like, there's like something that happens to broads. Like they turn into kindergarten teachers where like... <laughs> They treat everybody. Yes. Well, yeah, yeah. They speak to everyone. Yeah. In, in, like they're talking to a five-year-old. Toddler tone. Yeah. And right. you're like, what is I, that? Well, I get it that you're responsible for a life or plural lives and that's super stressful and you're sleep deprived, I'm sure, and you're crazy. But like, I, I still want to, I still want to maintain an air of who I was. And mm-hmm. I, I feel like motherhood seems to be this transformative thing, like this physical transformation. You know, your prior self doesn't exist or does it? Is it still there? Will I be the same person? Yes. I don't know. What if the kid's an asshole? I mean, right. what, if you, what, right. what if the kid's one of these 12 year olds <laughs> that tries to stab their friend in Wisconsin? Right. 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 And sometimes, you know, there's nothing you can do. What if your kid's a, a psychopath? It's just not. And like, they're just born that way, man. Maybe the key is to have multiples. So that <laughs> like spare. Yeah. Just that one's fine. Let that one go <laughs> to the wolves. And then the other ones are cool. Fuck, man. I don't know. What's your biggest fear? My biggest fear would be that I can't, that I couldn't get pregnant. Yeah. That they'll look inside and they'll just be like, <clears throat> we had to, we had to raise this. <laughs> well, here's the thing. Condemned. They, they can harvest your eggs, right? And then in vitro and then put them back and then. Yeah, I guess. Mm. I mean, I guess that's what my gynecologist years ago meant when she was like, you just give them money and they can get you pregnant. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, maybe they can really do it with do that with anyone. So I guess I don't really need to to worry that much. But yeah, I just was really hoping that I wouldn't have to go down this road. And like mm-hmm. I said, I still might not have to. I'm, you know, I just made the appointment for the initial consultation because I just feel like I'm just not getting. You know what I did actually? I was feeling really stressed out the other day. Um. By like, just, I mean, honestly, it was like thinking about like, oh, I've got to make decisions about the wedding photos. And, this and, blah, blah, blah. and there's all this shit buzzing around in my head. And I just sat down and I'm like, what are my main goals right now in life? And I just wrote down four goals. And I felt instantly so much more calm. Because I was like, mm. I just need to orient myself around these four things. Mm. Because... In, I, so oftentimes I feel like instead of going towards the things I want, I'm just reacting to all this like emails yes, coming in and this yes. and da, 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 and I get caught up in this shit that isn't getting me any closer to what I actually want. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, for some reason. And every time I look at this list of four things, it just it makes me it kind of reorients me and makes me so much more calm. Yeah, I've started meditating this year. <laughs> Uh, really into Oprah Super Soul Sunday. Uh, <laughs> Do you watch Ianla? Of course, all, all of it. Name it. I, yeah. Anything on that network, I'm on it, dude. <laughs> Marianne Williamson, absolutely. Uh, Louise she's running Hay. for Congress. Oh, I love her. I'm, she's got my vote, dude. Um, yeah, because I think it is that thing where you get older and you're like, wait, why am I? 
Like I'm so focused on the career and just because I, I really wanted to be a good comedian. And I feel like to some extent I've done done a lot of the stuff that I wanted to do. And mm-hmm. now I'm like, well, but what's it all about, man? Yes. Like, what's it all about if I'm running the road, you know, 24-7, I'm fat as hell because I'm eating chili dogs at 2 in the morning and I'm not seeing my husband and I'm not going to the beach like I like or walking or... So it's about balance and you have mm-hmm. to create that balance. And I think I used to think that the balance would help would come to me somehow. Yeah. And that's just not how any of this works. It's like you got to set those boundaries and get mm-hmm. stuff in line, man. So I'm working on that. <laughs> so ju- let's just talk about the Christoph a little bit. What oh, is yeah. the TBS show? So, okay. So here's the show. Are you, I haven't even I seen think so. so embarrassing. Yeah. Um, so I did this show on TBS called Funniest Wins with Marlon Wayans. And it's like, um, it's a comedy contest show. But what they did, which was super clever. It was really fun, by the way, and so great. And I learned so much. They took 10 comedians who were like on their game in different areas. So it's like... Uh, me and like Sydney Castillo, uh, this guy Billy Sorrell, who's a lunatic comedian, and um, these other people, these Viners, Jason Nash, who's got a movie coming out too, he's super funny. This girl, Man and Matthews, Ryan Dune, they have like a gazillion Vine followers, like they're known primarily for Vine. So it's kind of like, let's put the Vine kids up against the stand ups. Oh, and um, you know, the character people, the character actor people as well. And it was like just surreal and fun and cool. Uh, yeah. Is it um <laughs> really true, man? So you were one of the contestants on the show. Yeah, yeah. And it's do all the people make it to the end or is it an elimination? Elimination, man. Oh, so Which you is, can't say I'm not supposed what to happened. say. Yeah. But you know what's so funny? I will say this is that like I've done reality shows before. I was on Road Rules. Speaking and, of Theo Vaughn says hi. <laughs> I had him on my show this morning. I just yeah. saw him, yeah. Yeah, man. Um you know, I've done that game, so I'm, I'm it's not my first rodeo. But, you know, you watch those shows and you're like, why is everybody so fired up about elimination? Why is everybody so – God, it's so stupid. And you feel yourself when you're in the world getting caught up in anxiety. And you're like – and I'd have to pull myself out of it and be like, whoa, I'm in a reality show. (laughs) Wait a minute. I had a career before I came here. What do I care about elimination? What do I care about Marlon Wayans telling me this and that? And like it's just – because they put you in this bubble world. You know, you're in a bubble world for a month. Yeah. Do – See, I've always thought that that's what happens on The Bachelor or The Bachelorette. Yeah. It's like yeah. all of a sudden you're in a room and there's one dude that everyone wants. And all of a sudden, because I always think, how are all these women convinced they're in love with him? Because I am in my house not in love with him at all. Well, because you have outside influences like your husband, your car. Like when you're doing um, – I don't even know if I can talk about this, but let's say when you're doing a theoretical a, a contest show like Last Comic Standing, you're sequestered. Yeah. You're not allowed to use your phone. You're not allowed to go home. You're not supposed to because it's a game show. And I'm not saying necessarily this, you know, what happened on Funniest right. Wins, but let's just say that's the world. And that's why. Last time uh, you mentioned that you were friends growing up with Roseanne Barr's daughter. Yeah. Jenny Pentland, right? Yes. I don't think I don't know if you ever said her name. Maybe you did. <laughs> did it. But one night I was this is a long time ago. I was looking at Instagram and there was the cutest <laughs> picture of a dog. It was like dogs of Instagram or something. And then there was a comment and it said Dilf. 
And I laughed out loud. Like, dog, I like to fuck. You know, I couldn't so stop. Stupid. Yes, I couldn't stop laughing. Ugh. And I was like, who is this person that left this hilarious comment that has me laughing out loud literally in my kitchen? And it was Jenny Pentland. Oh. So then now I started following her. She's the best. She's so funny. She's the best. And I look She's at her photos. And yeah, I'm like stalking her from afar. She's so... Oh. Super funny. Everyone should follow, follow her, her on uh, Twitter. I think she's and she's at, so pretty. She's gorgeous. Uh, yeah, Jenny Pentland. I think she's at Tardy Mom right now. And it's oh so yeah, funny. she always changes. She put a trademark symbol on that, which <laughs> I think is ridiculous. Yeah, she um she just came to visit me like a month before I did that TBS show, and I'm actually starting a new podcast called um that's that's deep bro. Oh yes, yeah. It's Tell about, me about that. Yeah. Oh god, I fucking love it, man. So I studied philosophy as an undergrad and um, comedy and philosophy. Are like my two favorite things. So I wanted to merge those two worlds. And I'm doing a – it's basically, a, you know, serious questions with silly people is the thing. And it's cocktail level, cocktail party level philosophy. I'm not going to get into like, you know, corollaries and off, off syllogisms. It's just like my favorite ideas of people I've read. And I don't know why it's got to be so esoteric. Philosophy is not that. Right. It's just written hard. You know what I mean? It's just <laughs> right. It's written shitty. It's bad writing. Yeah. The ideas are wonderful, and I kind of wanted to make that accessible to people. So, That's good. Yeah, it shouldn't yeah. be so inscrutable. It's, it's like sh- behind yes. a what's it called on a firewall. There shouldn't be a yeah. firewall. Yeah, and because it, it's written by old white dudes, mostly white Europeans. Uh, but Jenny Pentland is uh, the first guest, just to tie her in. So if you want to know more about Jenny, we talk extensively about her life. Uh, man, she had quite an upbringing. And uh, anyway, she was in that's like, Juvenile one. Hall, right? I think that's in her Twitter bio. That's <laughs> yeah. how I know that. <laughs> Dude, she's done it all. She's the most amazing person. Now she's a mother of four and she lives in Hawaii. And, and they have a farm, right? Uh, her mom has a macadamia nut farm in Hawaii. And I think Jenny's like, she has goats and bees and like, just crazy. <laughs> crazy stuff. So which is great. What did you guys talk about on the first episode? Um, I believe the first one was... About Buddhism, because I was getting into the idea of non-attachment versus detachment. And uh, because she's been through so much in her life. And how does she kind of forgive and um, and kind of remain in the moment? Because there's there's she's had, like I said, I mean, the stress of growing up with a famous mother. People don't really understand fame. Um, I'm not sure I understand fame. I got to see it as an outsider, but someone like Roseanne was a uh, is yeah. a major star, dude. And to watch what they went through is anybody. It, it would happen to anybody. The stuff that she went through, I think, if you're not careful. Well, I think so the thought that has occurred to me is that this is actually maybe not the most feminist thought, but as a mom. I think the main thing is that it's just not about you anymore. Yeah. You know, and I think that that's kind of to me like what being a good mom is. My own feelings about a lot of shit might be informing this. I might change my mind. But it's putting your own needs second. Although then again, I feel like to be a healthy person, you have to take care of yourself too. Yeah. Yeah. So maybe I don't really feel that way. I don't really feel that way. But I guess what I'm saying is if you're in a family where your mom's a star – I would imagine you pretty much always are are uh, coming in second, just necessarily because of the time commitments and all that. And I think that would be really hard. Listen to our episode, okay? Because I don't want to tell her story. It's right. not it's not my story to tell. Um, I think Roseanne is a wonderful. She really, truly is one of the coolest fucking people alive. And I think that. I think everyone did the best they could. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. I'm not. And by the way, I wasn't even I'm not casting aspersions on Roseanne. I'm just saying 
that would be weird growing up with a famous mom. I guess. I don't know yeah. how my kids are going to deal with it. And that, but then there's a lot of regular moms that suck it at being moms. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, there's a lot of non-famous moms that suck too. So. Who knows, dude? You're right. The scary thing is that almost everyone has some gripes about their childhood. Ugh. So, And then the people that don't, I feel like they're, yes, or just super not aware. They're not aware. So I don't know what that means (laughs) about how how it's possible to have a healthy family. I just don't know. But you know what the weird, the the cool part of that family is that, you know, the Royal Tenenbaums, you know, um, Richie's friend, Owen Wilson, his character. Mm -hmm. And one day, you know, he's always sending their mother his report cards and wanting, and there's that great line where he's like, I always wanted to be a Tenenbaum. Uh Uh-huh. I always wanted to be in Jenny's family, N- not because of the reasons you'd think, but because they are so close. Uh, at the end of the day, it's not about money. It's not about fame. Like they are the tightest, awesomest family. And they're like the they're just funny and they're good people. And I envy that. And like, mm-hmm. God, I wish I had that growing up. You know, I just want to be a Tenenbaum. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, what you got? What you got? Do well, you got some stuff? Oh, I'm sorry, guys. All right. We got to go. Oh, no, no. It's okay. Um, we should do just me or everyone. I'm trying to figure out, is there anything? Let's, let's do just me or everyone. And if stuff comes up, then we can talk about that. Okay. Sometimes I ponder on something I have thought or done. Is it just me or everyone? All right. WW leader Amy says, just me or everyone, worry about running into X while on vacation in a city of millions. <laughs> yes. Sometimes. I mean, not what it depends at what phase, like how recently you broke up with them. Oh, while on vacation? I, I worry about it daily. Sorry, I didn't realize it was a vacation yeah. caveat. I worry about it when I go to Trader Joe's looking like crap. Mm-hmm. Like this is the day I run into the guy that rejected me when I was 22. <laughs> Better look good. But I never do. Um, do you have this thing? Is it just me or everyone? When I am traveling, I'll think I see someone from my past. Maybe not someone I even knew well, but just someone that I went to school with or just someone that I hadn't thought of in a really long time. All of a sudden, I'll think I see them. But it isn't them. Mm-hmm. But then it'll happen repeatedly through Throughout like the the rest of the trip, I'll mm-hmm. keep. It's like it's like when you get a song stuck in your head. It's like I have a face stuck in my mind or something. In fact, I wrote a blog post about it when I lived in New York because I kept seeing someone that I thought was Diane. I was seeing Diane Weist everywhere. <laughs> I don't <laughs> I know her, her. <laughs> but I was seeing her everywhere, and I was like, "Have I just stumbled upon a pocket of people whose features all look like that, or is it the way my brain is processing it?" I think it's got to be the latter. You're projecting Diane Weist. I because lo- she's very maternal. I love her. Yeah, maybe. I think because you want to see familiar faces. Because like, I'll sometimes if I'm tired on the road and I'll look around at airports and I'll think I'll everybody I know is yeah. a friend and they're not. And it's because I think I want to see friends. Did you see that movie? You know that movie. What the hell? It was based on that book by Jonathan Safran Foer. Um, not incred- Not the incredibly close one. What oh. is it called? I don't know. A uh, heartbreaking work of staggering genius. No, no, that's Dave Eggers. Blanking sounds. It's really where he goes. It, uh, the guy who's oh my god, big fat. A uh, Toby Maguire's in it. <laughs> I like that guy. Can you look it up, Gary? Thank you. Anyway, at the end of the movie, um, 
as he's coming back to the airport, he like sees all these people from before. Like they, they, they sort of, they film that feeling and it's really good. Okay. That's cool. I didn't know other people had that feeling. I'm glad you brought that up. Yeah. They do. Tony DeCoste says, every time I write once in a while, I wonder if it's supposed to be once and a while. <laughs> no, I don't have that one, but I do have things like that. I have tons. Like, I didn't know. Um, there's a lot of those I didn't know. I forget the one I most recently figured out. But yes. For some reason, I went through a phase where I was writing off-putting oft Pudding. I thought there was a sort of sneaky tea in there, even though there's not. Sneaky tea. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, for all intents and purposes. Yes. Did I you just think it was intensive? That. Of course. Okay. My whole life. Do you know what else I just figured mm. out, dude? Mm. Do you know that Fage yogurt where it's got the compartment for the yummy stuff that you put on the yogurt? Yes. Dude, did you know you could just flip that part over? I think as soon as you God said it and I started it. thinking about it, yes, but... I don't know if it's because I've seen that in a commercial. Like, I didn't. I d- yeah. Okay. Oh, there's a yogurt JMO up there. Oh! oh crazy! Right. Um, was it Was it Everything is Illuminated? Yes. Everything is oh, Illuminated. I'm that's not- the movie. Oh, that's the Eastern Bloc one yes. where he goes back to the old country. Yes. Ooh, yeah. Yeah. And it's then the guy who – oh, I shouldn't even talk about it since I, clearly I've forgotten all the details. But the guy – It's Elijah Wood, by the way. Oh, Elijah Wood. For some reason, I always confuse them. So do I. You do? Okay, yeah. good. Um, but the guy, Eugene Hutz, who is in this band, Gogol Bordello, have you heard of them? Mm-mm. They're good, and he's really good in the movie. Um, very charismatic. Okay. Anyway, about the yogurt. I don't it, see, I think if I sat down with that yogurt, I wouldn't do that, though. No, intuitively, it's counterintuitive. I right. didn't see it. Right. And then I watched my husband do it. And it blew my mind open. And they I'll, should have a diagram on it. Bro, I know. Maybe they do. And I just haven't read the Fodge container. <laughs> but it was one of those things where, you know, when you hear someone say a word out loud that you've been reading yes. in your head, like ricochet, <laughs> like ricochet for years. <laughs> and someone says it, you're like, oh, fuck. I'm Chic for the longest yeah. time I thought was chick. <laughs> it should be. Okay. <sighs> Absolutely should be. Andrew Brennan says, when I hear a radio spot that uses a sputtering engine sound effect, I think for a second that it's my car making the noise. Uh, I don't know if I have that one. It happens more when you're listening to rap music and they have sirens. Oh, it happened to me today. That one I get a lot more. I get panicked. Yeah. You get that. Straight to the rearview mirror. Yeah. uh, yeah. I love this segment, by the way. Oh, good. This unites us as humans. I think so, too. I love this. Yeah. Megan says, I don't start any small talk on planes in fear that I... Yes. I can say yes before I finish. In fear that I'll get stuck in a shitty conversation that I won't know how to get out of. Yes. Me too. Like, as you're landing, that's when you can have the conversation. Yeah. 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 That's why I lie about my occupation. Because you don't want the questions. Don't want to hear it. Where do you get your material? Fuck off. I just say, like, um, paralegal. (laughs) Something boring sounding? Well, I, I was a paralegal, so I can kind of talk on it if they want to. But yeah, no. Sunlit Cactus says, oh, see, that's good. I feel like if someone says, what do you do to me? I would actually, I would probably just say writer because that's the easiest. You can't say what you do. You're you're too interesting. Corolla (laughs) and the pie. Oh, my God. You're the voice in my head that I don't, that, that is, I I don't know if it's good that I have that voice, but (laughs) you're too interesting. Well, I mean, right. Objectively, (laughs) objectively, interesting to someone who like works in, you know, some other like you're, works you're in an office. Yeah, you know, right. like, I don't. So if someone glamorous. asks me what I do, I, I'm a radio producer. 
But you're going to have to ask me like glamorous. three or four fucking follow-up questions to figure out what I actually do. It's actually really hard. I actually never really know how to answer what do you do because most podcasts, like that's confusing. I should just say radio. Okay. Sunlight Cactus says, 95% of the time plans are canceled, even if it was something I was excited about. I secretly feel a significant sense of relief. Yes. 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 <laughs> and yet, how's this for... I don't know. How's this for hypocritical or narcissistic? I feel so guilty if I'm the one canceling. Of course. It never occurs to me that they're probably relieved. Well, it depends, but, you know. Yeah, but I don't like that friend that holds it against you that's like, fine. Or or when you cancel via text and they don't. Stop being friends with that person. And they don't answer you back? Yeah. That's passive aggressive. Yeah. Well, I mean, (laughs) you're like, oh, come on. Yeah. Just don't make plans at all. No, but that, but then it makes me appreciate even more those friends where if it's like they don't, they totally get that maybe, maybe you don't call them back always, or maybe yeah, you're yeah. shitty with plans. I'm yeah. talking about me. Like yeah. I, I'm, I'm shitty with yeah, all yeah, that stuff. Too. And yet I love, the, you know, I, I have friends where it really just, it doesn't matter. And I love that. Well, of course. Yeah. Me too. I have friends I don't talk to for months. Yeah. And then we're like besties still back in it, dude. Yeah, that's fine. It should be that way. Alex Merriman says, feels like every time Victoria's Secret has panties seven for 26, I must get some. (laughs) I didn't know they had that. I didn't either. I like that, though. Yeah. I'd do it. That is what that means, right? As opposed to July 26. (laughs) That's how I read it, too. But I was hoping you guys would. It must be seven for 26. Yeah. Because why else would you feel like you have to buy panties on July 26? Blue panties are expensive. Yeah. That's a good deal. Yeah. I mean, even at Target, I sometimes just get the cotton full flavors at Target, just mm-hmm. like on the road out of laziness. Those are expensive, dude. Those are not cheap. Yeah, how, how do you deal with laundry on the road? I would I just buy keep buying it. new stuff. Yeah. Target, Walmart. Alex P says, just me or everyone, does anyone else know that fruit on the bottom yogurt is best mixed by vigorously <laughs> shaking it prior to opening? I never know. I would never do that. I would just stir. Wow. That's a revelation. I didn't know is that. Is that true? Gary, Gary what do, do you, you vigorously shake your fruit on the bottom yogurt? I can't say that I'm a big yogurt connoisseur. Yeah. You just like the frozen yogurt. Mm. Or how, or have, you not, have you given that up? I mean, I think that's a myth you kind of created. I've had frozen yogurt like three times <laughs> in the last year. But, you but kn- I talk about it every time I do for but, some reason. Yes, but you turned me on to the fact delivery. that there's frozen yogurt delivery. Shut the front door. Who? Uh, Frog. Frog in Hollywood. Wow. I still haven't gone there, but I did look at their menu online. Here's the thing. How do you know what you want just from looking at the menu? Wait, how does it not melt by the time it gets to your door? Both two questions. They have like refrigeration boxes in the thing, (gasps) in their cars. Like they have little delivery cars that have built in freezers. Wow. Um, So crazy. They should be a sponsor for all this. How do you know what you want in terms of like without going and testing every single flavor, which is half the fun of it? Yes. Yeah, dude. Yeah. Uh, you go there once and figure it out. <laughs> I mean, I didn't. I didn't just. I didn't just cold call them. I I went down and checked it out first. Made sure it's a quality it. product. Yeah, good. Because hmm. there's a minimum. You got to order 
you got to order a buttload of frozen yogurt <laughs> to get it delivered. Oh, is that right? Well, it's it's actually it's only two cups, so it's like. But I mean, the cups come, and it, you look at it, and you're like, Jesus fucking Christ! It, I'm going to be eating yogurt for three nights. It's <laughs> like a big ass. It's like, like a, a tub. It's like oh, a dude. cup like this big, and they fucking fill it up. Nobody needs that much no. of anything. Mm-hmm. But it's like you're. This just cost me four dollars, five dollars, whatever the fuck it is. Like I got to get through it. <laughs> but it's. Do you get toppings too? Wow. Do they come on the yogurt mm-hmm. or on the side? On the yogurt. I wish they came on the side, <laughs> but they come on the yogurt. It's you know, fine. it's overwhelming when it's on top. Yeah. I know. It's I feel lot. like the cold doesn't do anything good to a lot of the toppings, to actually. Flavors, especially no. yeah. chocolate things. Right. Why are you making it cold? Yeah. The flavors don't come well, out. Even some of the fruits, like cherries aren't, by the time a cherry is rock hard, <laughs> like that's... <laughs> or a gummy bear. Which, oh. That's... Oh. That just shouldn't be. Mm-mm. All right. Ashley Kirk says, just me or everyone, when watching a futuristic movie show, movie or show with flying cars, I always question how the rules of the road would apply. <laughs> That's good. I, I don't do that. Uh, I should. I do. I've thought about that. I've thought about that. Yeah. Like, how do you learn how to drive in, in the sky? Right. Is there a new school for that when that happens for us? <laughs> it's a good one. Noah Johnson says, and this is the last one, just me or everyone. <laughs> I can't even read it. <laughs> only have really far- <laughs> only have really farty poops when trying when trying when trying to use the bathroom in a public space. No, I haven't found that to be the case with me. It's um what always it's always when you're trying to be quiet that you have the fartiest poops. <laughs> yeah, I it's mean like sometimes, the- but oh, it's like machine gun. Like, you know when, the, when you take your morning pee and mm-hmm. it's like, brrr, like and you're like, oh, this is so unsexy. Yeah. Not that I care now, but like when you're dating in the beginning, you're like, oh, I cannot yeah. take my morning pee here. Yeah. I have had the thing where I'm in a public restroom <sighs> and a fart just sneaks out. <laughs> and, I, and I know there's other people in there. Like maybe I went in the stall at the same time someone else went into the stall. <laughs> Because I feel, because I always think the person that just like lets one rip, without even appearing to try to stifle it all, the person who knows, the person who's just like, I'm in a bathroom. I came in here to do something specific, and I'm not going to let the fact that there's other people in here stop me from doing that. <laughs> I don't know how I feel about that person. And I never ever want to be that person. Okay, can, can I admit something? Please. When I worked in an office. I was that person. Oh, really? Because there was like four stalls in the office. I just let it rip. I don't give a fuck who's in there. If you're in there and I'm shitting, guess what? You're hearing me shit and you <laughs> smell it too. I don't care if you know. Is this when you're a paralegal? Oh, no. this is. I was a writer. This is a writing job for animation. Oh, that's neat. Yeah, it was really fun. Those are good times. What What? Uh, what did you write for? Um, I did. I worked for a company called Deke, D-I-C. But now they're gone. Um, I did like strawberry shortcake and like. Oh, that's neat. Yeah, it was super fun. I got to work with the Jackass guys, and I worked on a movie with them where I did their animation. They were a trip. I did a lot of cool stuff. Yeah, I had strawberry shortcake dolls when I was a kid. The smelly ones. Yes. No, my parents were foreigners. They didn't know. Oh. I beg them. They're like, "What is strawberry shortcake?" I didn't have a Barbie until a neighbor gave me one when I was twelve, and by then I was over her. Yeah, I was. I was like, yeah, I was never into Barbie. Yeah. But She's I, a fucking bitch. Yeah. The yeah. latest. Well, you... Well, you but bl- I'm blonde. You're blonde, yeah. You, oh, you think I have the Barbie gun, though? No, was, no, no. I was just going to... Well, I, what I was going to ask, and then I stopped myself, is were you this blonde when you were yes. little? Yes. Yeah. Now, here's the thing. This is too blonde for me right now. And I think it's because I've been pretty. in the sun too much. It's too bleachy. I need to tone this down. 
I'm going to go to him and have him weave some low lights. It's just too much. Well, I think it looks pretty. Thanks. I appreciate that. Do you have a good hair person? Fantastic. Now we're just gabbing. Yeah. We all have to give me the name because I don't <laughs> know who to go to and I do need to get a haircut. Mm-hmm. I'll give him to you, dude. He's the best. All right. Where is he on the west side? Yeah, Beverly Hills. You oh, gotta, that's, but that's fine. That, that would work. Money. Yeah, it's okay. expensive. You got it. You got it. You got it. Because you wear your hair every day, man. Don't <laughs> chintz on the hair, Rosen. <laughs> yeah. You know what else? I got to add this to my list of projects I'm working on lately. New mattress. Me too. Me too. Do you, have you heard of the one that you can buy online only? Casper. Is that what it's called? It comes like in a box. Dude. All rolled up and then are we talking about the oh, same mattress? No, bro. Oh, no, bro. Okay. This is a different. This is like a website where they're like a, it's a luxury mattress, but because they don't have a retail store, mm-hmm. they deliver Ooh, they it pass to you. This, they pass the savings on to you. That's the hook, man. And I forget <laughs> the name of it. But if you Google like online mattress thing. Yeah. But that that one smells and that's. What you're talking about, I believe it's the space mattress type, right? Like that memory foam? Yes. Well, the one I'm talking about, it, I read some article on some like tech website about it because it's some startup. It's like the people – I forget. They were like – it's like the people that brought you this something that revolutionized something are now bringing you this. Mm. And it's a mattress. It's called Casper. Oh, I'll write that down. And The one she's talking about is called – I think it's pronounced Stativa. Yes. S-A-A-T-V-A. Yes. Writing this down. And Casper. S-A-A-T-V-A. Yeah, check out the website. I should make it clear. None of this, this is not sponsored. This is just us talking about products. Um, I think it's memory foam and something else. I like that. I want the memory foam. I don't want to pay like six grand. Why is it? You don't, well, that's the thing. This one's a lot cheaper. Okay, I'm going to look into that. But it comes rolled up Mm -hmm. in a box, but like a heavy box. And then you open it up and it kind of unfurls, but you still have to get a box spring. But see what, okay, do you guys have a king or a queen? Because we have a queen and I think we need a a king. You got to go king. Especially for, my husband's a big dude. And we've been, you know, we've been fucking around, quite honestly, in a queen bed. I would love to do California King. Now, that's a whole lifestyle choice. That's a different change. Our bedroom can't accommodate that. I think California King is narrower but longer. Oh, I was in the impression it was no. bigger. Gary's like, all shaking around. his head. Is it just bigger all around? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. yeah. Stand corrected. Yeah. I want a room that's just a bed, yeah. basically. What do you, what do you guys think? It's an investment, though. It's I know. It's a huge investment. It is. It means new sheets. God. No, I, whenever we stay in a hotel and we have a king bed, we're like, oh, it's the best. we now, need this. Yeah. How affordable is this Casper? What I think it's talking? like a thousand bucks. Oh, it's, it's pretty affordable. For a bed? Yeah. Excuse me. So that one's like too large. Really? For the whole shebang. The that, whole does it shebang. have the box spring or but, the frame or the whatever? It's no. It's got it all, yes. man. Okay, because the Casper doesn't. Mm. I got to check out that one online. Mm-hmm. We actually talked about what we want to check out is the sleep number. Yeah. Is that is that what you have? Uh, or did something no. just happen in hockey? Yeah, sorry. It's okay. <laughs> what? Can I tell you? It sounds like you guys are on the same path of ultimate laziness. And uh, <laughs> here's what, here's my dream, our dream, yes. rather. We had a couch made at, uh, what's that? Sofa You Love? Nope. Lazy okay, Boy. good, because I didn't like my Sofa You Love chair. <laughs> Wait, you had a Lazy Boy couch, like, commissioned? Bam. There you That's go. That's fucking dope. It's the dopest shit ever, son. Now, we didn't get the Barca Lounger style. That's going to be the next move is Tommy and I in matching Barca loungers right. with the drink and then just, yeah. just resign to being fat forever. <laughs> <sighs> yeah, but it's awesome. I highly I highly advise doing that because we spend so much time on our couch. I'm impressed with that decision. Thank you. That's fucking sick. Thank you. Is it the most comfortable thing ever? It's the most comfortable couch I've ever had. Does it look like a Jeff Lewis design home? No. 
But who we're, cares? We're dumpy. You know what I mean? Like we're comics. Well, I'm not, who am I going to impress? Yeah. Who am I going to impress besides you coming over? I would be impressed with, with the comfort of your couch. Thank you. Because I'm pretty picky with couches. Yeah. I, that's my recommendation. Spend yeah. I know because we need – that is something we need. Mm-hmm. We need a new couch. We need furniture. That's being a grown-up. You, you need to up your sheet game. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You got to get the cotton – uh, at least a 600, 500 thread count. Don't screw around. Don't get what, that mercerized cotton. That's garbage, too. You're just going to sweat all night. I don't even know what that is. It's got that sheen on it. Sateen. Oh, sateen. But I like Sorry, that. Sorry, sateen. It's slippery. You like sateen? Yeah, but I'm. But it's fucking hot. But I've been so hot at night because Daniel's a furnace. Maybe that's why. You sweat. Yeah. 100% Egyptian cotton. You go to your Macy's. You get the, the hotel collection. I highly recommend. Or on overstock.com. I mean, they're expensive, but you sleep on them every night, yeah? Or find something nice on Amazon. I click the banner on my website, <laughs> alisonrosen.com, <laughs> which won't cost you anything extra, but you'll sleep. Good. Well, yeah, so the sleep number, because see, he likes a, we like different f- levels of firmness of the mattress. Oh, yeah. So that's what, but that one is super expensive. That's ridiculous. You may yeah. as well get the Tempur-Pedic, which right. is, you know, the five, six large investment with the, oh, here's here's when you're about to die. This is, this is when okay. you're dead in life. When you get the one that can, oh yeah, so you can sit up in bed. Yeah, that's, that's like over. a hospital bed. It's over, yeah. <laughs> but I secretly won't. Why? <laughs> we well, watch TV that way. Man. Yeah, even better that way. It is hard to find a good watching TV in bed position. In fact, I, we have cable. No, we have the thing where you have like one cable box, but the it's almost it's not a sling box, but there's the whatever it is, like the the box in the room that's connected to it. Mm. But I ne- we n- I never watch TV in the bedroom. I don't know why. Seldom I do. We do seldom. Only when it's football season, I go hide in the bedroom so Tommy can watch football <laughs> in my room. I can't say football. Does Daniel like football? Yes. <sighs> um, do you like football? No. Yeah, there you go. So I don't understand bedroom. it. I don't, I don't like. It's yelling. been. Ex- I mean, I sort of do, but not. God, come on, Matt gave you just I know. a stellar explanation. Oh. <laughs> Matt Fondelier, who is um, not the most athletic guy, I'd say. Uh, is the one sure. the only person who explained football to me in a way where I actually pretty much feel like I got it. Yeah. But I still can't. It. It's like when you're learning a new language, and then you hear a native speaker, and you're like, "What? Yeah, I can only understand yeah. it if you slow down a lot. I it just it moves so fast. Dude, I'm, I'm all full of knowledge. Like, <laughs> I can't learn another new thing. <laughs> yeah. I'm old for that. Fuck it. Well, thank you so much. Yeah, thanks it for was great. Me. It was great talking. Um, and now, see, now I feel the self consciousness of I spoke way too much about myself on no. this episode where I'm supposed to be talking inter- interviewing you. No, please don't feel that way. I loved hearing about your your stuff, and um, I love you. And I I think it was great. I hope people enjoy listening. I think they will. Yeah. Do your listeners know about this? One last thing for Amazon. Do you know that you can subscribe and then automate things in your life to be yes. even lazier? Yes. Have you done it yet? Some things, yes. Toilet paper? I need to do that. You know what I need to do is tampons. Girl, automate. Actually, if I'm going to get pregnant. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I should. Ooh. I bet if I do that, then I'll get pregnant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Buy I should just do that just to jinx myself. For sure. To to reverse psychology myself. There you yeah. go. You just got to relax. Go on vacation. Well, you just kind of got married. but Yeah. We haven't gone on our honeymoon yet, though, so. Go get preggers on your honeymoon. Okay. Um, all right. I Follow. I love you. <laughs> okay. Well, so we're going to hang out in real life. Well, if we, you know, we're not super lazy. Right. Right. We're going to cancel on each other. And 
everyone can follow you on Twitter at yeah. oh at Christina P. Uh, you know Christina C H R I S T I N A P. Uh, my podcast is Your Mom's House on iTunes as well. Your Mom's House Podcast dot com, Christina Comedy dot com. I still tour. I'm still going to tour throughout this year, but just not as aggressively. So check out my calendar for that. And um, yeah, that's it. Have a good life. Live live your life, guys. Do that and um, get my ringtone. Mm, you have a ringtone. Mm-hmm. I want to hey, 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 go fuck yourself. <laughs> I love you it. You need that for a variety <laughs> of sundry reasons um also we have two special bonus episodes available in the comedy album section of the itunes store recorded live at the la podcast festival one is with doug benson and greg proops and one is with doug benson and musician matt costa and a lot of the thursday gang and you can get those um and oh did i say with the ringtone you can get that by searching hey go fuck yourself on your iphone (laughs) in the itunes store and i mentioned the amazon banner that's at alisonrosen.com and follow, you can follow me on Twitter at Allison Rosen. You can follow the show's Twitter feed at A-R-I-Y-M-B-F. You can follow Gary at G. Patrick Smith. And uh, thank you again so much for doing the show. It was thank great. You, and thank you guys for listening. I love you. Goodbye. I love you. Hey, do you know about the Allison Rosen show? Now that the show's over, don't forget to check out Blue Apron. Blue Apron sends gourmet recipes and all the fresh ingredients you need to make them right to your door. Go to blueapron.com and see what's on the menu this week. To get your first two meals free, make sure you go to blueapron.com slash allison. That's blueapron.com slash allison.